With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're talking your teams. Sports 1280. New Orleans. Do you think maybe some must positions for you? I know that's the term you guys like to use. Must positions? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I want to disclose that right now before the draft. It was a good try, though. Gosh. All right, welcome back, Chris Gordy Show, Sports Twelve Eighty, New Orleans. Two days before the first round of the draft, Mickey Loomis talking with the media yesterday. Our buddy Josh Katzenstein asking Mickey Loomis, "Hey, what are your positions? What are the positions you want?" And Loomis says, "Ah, not so fast, Josh. Not giving those away." Josh Katzenstein, Nola dot com. Joins us now, Josh. What's going on, man? Not too much, Chris. How you been? Good, man. Uh, you were there yesterday, Mickey Loomis, with the uh, the pre draft uh, meeting with the media. It's funny. I think the league mandates that most GMs have to do this before the draft. It's just funny though because they never really say anything. How many times yesterday did Mickey Loomis say, "Yeah, I'm not going to go into that"? Uh, just only on the important questions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he must have said it, you know, a handful of times. Um, and, you know, it's understandable. I mean, they don't want to, you know, give away their draft secrets. But he's, we're supposed to talk to Sean Payton later today as well. And he typically, you know, will let us in on a little bit. Because, you know, just simply seeing what you need in the draft doesn't necessarily, you know, make it come true. Um, and you think about all those years where the things you needed a defensive end, you needed a cornerback, and, you know, they ended up in only different positions. So, um you know, I understand, uh, you know, the uh, concept of, you know, keeping things close to the vest, but uh, obviously in my role, I'd like a little bit more information. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, you, you just kind of, I, I mean, I don't think there's any harm in saying, yeah, look, we'd like to add a receiver, an offensive lineman, this and that, and then still follow it up with, but yeah, we may just go best player available. I, I don't think you're really giving anything away there, but what was the most uh, most important thing you took away from what Mickey Loomis had to say yesterday? Well, I mean, I think he, you know, sort of said what we all, you know, already for the most part understood is that it's going to be hard for them to get into the first round this year. And, you know, uh, obviously just looking at it with them having the 62nd overall pick, um, I, I mean, like I said, I think, you know, we all pretty much knew that. But, you know, to hear him actually acknowledge that I thought was important. Um, obviously, you know, I also have to uh, be prepared on Thursday for the possibility that they make a move. But I definitely think, you know, uh, it, it's pretty unlikely because, you know, it would take a massive haul to get up there. I mean, you probably have to trade – 62 this year and your first round pick next year. And that would just be to get into the back of the first round because, you know, most of these teams that I imagine would be listening to the Saints trade offer realize that they're probably going to be, you know, picking uh, in the thirties next year, late twenties. So, you know, they have uh, less of a desirable uh, future pick. So um, I think, you know, you know, whether they trade up or trade down, you know, maybe actually, I thought that was the best line that he had. He said, you know, we're always – he said, every year I say that, you know, we're open to trading down, but then every year we end up trading up um, <laughs> because, you know, that's sort of been his M.O. 
Um, but you know, I think uh, you know ultimately they'll they'll probably end up picking at sixty two just because uh, you know this is a a they don't have much capital to trade up or down or excuse me to trade up, and then I, I just think that you know they should be able to get a good player at sixty two. A couple things on that, Josh. One, it, the good news is when the Saints have traded up, more often than not, it's it has worked. I mean, uh, I, I think back. I think Cedric Ellis was the you know one of the few that that wasn't a good trade up. But you know, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, you know, Mar- Marcus Davenport. I think the jury's still out. But for the most part, when they've traded up in the draft, it has worked out. But the other side of it too is. There's no real glaring need for this team right now. I mean, they have some positions they want to add some depth to, but when you look across their roster, there's not like that one position you say, my God, they really need a guy there. Whereas I thought last year going into the draft, you knew they needed to add an extra pass rusher with the unknown with Okafor coming off the injury and all that, and you know that's what they did in Davenport. But there's no like glaring just, man, they really need that position bad. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, uh, you know, they did a good job attacking for agency, trying to fill uh, their obvious holes. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, I think really any player that they pick, I wrote about this uh, last week, is going to have a hard time, you know, even contributing next year. I mean, obviously, you know, a second-round pick, um, you know, in most situations, you know, you would hope that they can do something as a rookie and, you know, when injuries start to stack up, you know, they'll, they'll probably get their opportunity. But when you look at the starting lineup, I can't see – uh, really any spot that, that a rookie would come in and start right away. Uh, I mean, I guess the most likely would maybe be center if, uh, you know, Nick Easton doesn't, you know, have a good transition, uh, you know, with the Saints. But I think, you know, for the most part, you know, they, they got their tight end with Jared Cook. You know, even though a lot of people want them to take a wide receiver, I think, you know, they have enough experience there that, you know, there's no guarantee that that guy would, you know, come in and play right away. Um, I think defensive end is probably a bigger need than we're talking about. Um, but at the same time, you figure Cam Jordan's obviously going to start, and then Marcus Davenport will probably start. So, I mean, you go down the list, and I think that, you know, they're in a really good position to just sit back and wait for the best player available. I'm sure that they, you know, have narrowed down uh, just, you know, their projection of players that, you know, who will be there, you know, to like a top 10 list. And, you know, we'll see how many of them are still left standing if and when they get to 62. But uh, certainly I think, you know, they're in an enviable uh you know, situation just because they won't have to force anything. One of the lines that stood out to me from Loomis yesterday was him saying, now remember, you know, to to trade, you you don't have to just trade picks, you could trade players. And I thought that was pretty interesting that he pointed that out because there has been some rumblings in recent months that what are they going to do with Andrus Pete? Well, everybody knows he's a really good guard when he's healthy, but he is in the final year of his deal. And I think everybody understands the Saints are not going to sign him to a long-term deal. One, because they really can't, because you can't pay every one of your offensive linemen a dollar. But uh, I think this is an interesting thought to go back and forth on. If the Saints do get a phone call from a team that says, hey, look, we'll give you a fourth or a fifth-round pick for for Andrus Pete, you know, it's what, what, do you, what do you do verse, one versus the other? In one, you get one really good year out of Andrus Pete as your left guard. You don't have to worry about it. But knowing, hey, he's just going to walk in free agency at the end of the year, you get nothing for him. Or... In a draft where you have limited draft picks as it is, why not flip him? Let's get a draft piece, and maybe we take our future, you know, franchise left guard with that draft pick, and you know, we got cheap labor for years to come. It's an interesting thought. I don't know if they'd do it. What do you think on a potential Andrus P trade? So I don't see it happening. Um, I know there's been you know lots of rumors about it, and I think a lot of those might just be 
fan or blog driven um, because, I mean, it really just doesn't make any sense. I mean, look at the Saints. I mean, the way they're built right now is to win, uh, you know, a Super Bowl in 2019, and you would significantly lessen your chances of doing so if you, you know, go out of your way to hurt your offensive line. I mean, think about they're already, you know, down one starter from last year after losing uh, Max Unger to retirement. Um, you know, and we don't know how the center situation is going to play out exactly. So uh, I think that, you know, and, and, and also, I mean, last year they traded a third-round pick um, to get one year of Teddy Bridgewater. So I just don't think that that is, you know, so I, I think that they are all in and committed to having the best roster this year. They don't really care too much uh, planning for the future. So I just don't see uh, an Andrew Speed trade happening. Yeah, and again, let's say a team offers you a fourth round pick, which you don't have. You t- you get a fourth round pick, and you take Rick Leonard again. You know, you take that kind of guy that you end up cutting because he stinks. It's like, well, then you really screwed screwed yourself over. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think you stick with the known, just kind of knowing. Look, Pete's probably going to walk in for agency, but at least you get one more really good year out of him. Uh, a couple other things from from yesterday. I thought it was interesting that Loomis declined to comment when you asked about the fifth-year options on Sheldon Rankins and Eli Apple. To me, that would be a no-brainer on both those guys to pick those up. Well, so I think, you know, just based on them trading for uh, Apple, I mean, I think that they sort of must have taken it into account that they could pick up that fifth-year option. So I think that one's a no-brainer. But Rankins, I think it's tough just because we don't know, you know, exactly where he's at in his rehab. Um, I mean, he had a pretty significant injury, and, like my understanding is that uh you know it was it was pretty bad as far as Achilles tears go so you know i think they want to sort of take as long as they can to make the decision the deadline is may 2nd and you know they want to just make sure that Rankins is going to be able to play this year because you know if for some reason you know he can't play this year or he can only play half a season that's probably going to reduce his value and I don't know that it would reduce it to something less than what the fifth-year option costs, but I think that they're just, you know, sort of protecting themselves uh, just in case. So that's probably why uh, they weren't ready to comment yesterday. Talk, talking with Josh Katzenstein, NOLA.com, Time Speaking Uh Mickey Loomis also declined to comment about contract negotiations with Michael Thomas, and I've talked with you about this before. It just it, when I've seen Michael Thomas on social media, and obviously he's one of the more active. Saints players on social media, but we've seen all these posts of him tweeting about other guys who've gotten paid, like Julio Jones and other wide receivers saying, man, go get yours and all this. It just makes me start to think something in the back of my mind that, man, he wants to be paid and he wants to be paid now. Uh, what percentage chance do you think you know, we get to training camp and maybe there's a potential holdout? I'm not saying there will be, but potentially if Michael Thomas starts t- telling the Saints, hey, look, man, I- I'm playing like a top five receiver right now. Pay me like one. So I guess I don't, uh, to put a percentage on it, I think would be tough. Maybe let's say 25%. I mean, that's obviously just a guess, but I think, um, you know, it's certainly got to be higher than zero because, like you said, I mean, just follow what he does on social media and sort of the way that he thinks of himself. I mean, I think Michael Thomas is expecting to get paid like the best receiver in the NFL. I mean, just look at the production that he's had his first three years in the league. And, um, you know, obviously from his perspective, it it, it would be – you know, it would provide a lot of insurance if he could get that deal, you know, before he starts his fourth season, um, because, you know, it would, A, ensure that he's in New Orleans long-term, and, and B, just, you know, give him some financial security if for some reason he gets hurt, even though, 
you know, he's like one of the least likely guys <laughs> to get hurt because, I mean, he plays through injuries and just has that toughness about him. Um, but certainly I, I would think that, like you said, I mean, it's so strange, you know, with Mike because he presents himself so differently to us in interviews compared to social media, but he's right. certainly paying attention <laughs> anytime a receiver gets a new contract because he knows what that could mean for him. And certainly I would think that, you know, there's definitely a non-zero chance that he would, you know, do some type of holdout. And, you know, who could blame him? I mean, he's, you know, certainly a top three, you know, member of one of the best offenses in the NFL. And, you know, I think that, you know, it, it makes sense for him to try to get, you know, his money as, as quickly as he can. But, you know, the Saints have shown in the past that they're not always inclined to give a guy a deal before his contract runs out. So, uh, you know, I could certainly see this uh, becoming, you know, a, a saga at some point. Um, but, but right now nobody's really uh, saying much about it. Yeah, not to scare any Saints fans out there, but right now the only the Saints will only have one wide receiver under contract in 2020, and that's Traquan Smith. So not to scare anybody out there, but that's that's potentially what could. I mean, Michael Thomas could go become an unrestricted free agent after next season. You know, next season, and um, hopefully it doesn't get to that. Hopefully they uh, they do uh, give him a long term deal. But maybe they're waiting to see what happens with Drew Brees because obviously if this is his last year. That'll free up a little bit of cap space moving forward for them to give a big fat deal to a Michael Thomas. Um, what did you make of Mickey Loomis declining to even comment on Des Bryant? I thought that was interesting. I thought if they didn't have any interest in bringing him back, he could have just said so. Well, I mean, Sean Payton's already addressed that. I mean, I think, you know, I, that was sort of a long question, you know, looking at, you know, their receiver needs in the draft. And yeah, I didn't want to talk about receiver needs, or he didn't want to talk about any draft needs. And then I think, uh, you know, with Des, you know, sort of Mickey's protocol not to talk about specific players. I mean, even when we asked him about, um, you know, Ben Watson, he said, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, I think nothing's really happening with Des. I mean, he's still hurt. Um, he's not going to sign anywhere until he's fully healthy, which probably isn't going to be until this summer. So, uh, you know, even though, you know, it was a good opportunity maybe for him to say something, I don't think, you know, there's any reason for the Saints to commit to that before he, A, gets healthy, and, and B, I mean, I, think, I mean, he missed all of last season, you know, so I think, you know, this is a guy that fans have sort of built up in their minds, you know, certainly more so than uh, than teams are viewing him right now. Josh Katzenstein, NOLA.com. All right, last thing, Josh, I'll, uh, I'm sure you'll be writing some articles on this uh, coming into uh, the draft this week, but if the Saints do stand pat at 62, is there a guy or two you're looking at that – that you think they may be interested in? I don't want to give you any specific names. It's, it's hard, man. <laughs> I mean, this is such a weird draft. You talk to people, and you know, Daniel Jeremiah said something last week um, that you know, there's really like a top 16, and then after that, it's really hard to decipher, uh, you know, where teams you guys. So, uh, I guess I'll just give you three positions. Uh, I'll, I'll say uh, defensive end, wide receiver, and corner. Uh, that might seem like a cop out, but I think. You know, just based on who they've been visiting with, uh, I think, you know, those are probably the most likely. Maybe Justin Lane yeah. uh, from Michigan State. I guess that's one name that I'll give you. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone uh, before they pick at 62. But, um, you know, I, I think that those are probably their three uh, biggest, what they view as their biggest needs. So we'll see if, uh, you know, any of their top guys are still available. Yeah, he's a guy I know that they're very high on and, and obviously expected to go, you know, maybe back into the first or early in the second. So we'll see. If he's there at 62, I think they'll run that card up there for him. But, uh, and, and it makes sense too, right? Because we talked about Eli Apple will have the option for next year. 
But, you know, Ken Crawley and P.J. Williams are both on one-year deals, and then on top of it, you don't know what you're getting. And Patrick Robinson still, he he got hurt last year. You never really got to get a good sample size on him. So, you know, cornerback depth is is going to be a position of, of need moving forward down the road. So it wouldn't surprise me there. He is uh, Josh Katzenstein, NOLA.com. Josh, you're doing an awesome job, man. Thanks for uh, jumping on with us here. Cool. Thanks for having me, Chris. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Josh Katzenstein, NOLA.com. Times Picayune. It's got uh, what was the piece I was reading this morning um, that that Josh posted? Uh, let's see, I had it open here a second ago. Anyway, I'll find it. Uh, Luke Johnson does a really good job over there, and of course Jeff Duncan uh, as well. But they they had a bunch of articles. Oh, it was the uh, the piece on Mickey Loomis talking about it will be tough for the Saints to move up into the first round. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the the reality is. You know, look, you got to be a little bit of a realist Saints fan at times. I know some people live in live in fantasy world sometimes where they're like, oh, Saints should go get this guy. And you think the Saints should go get Kyler Murray? Like, in what world are they trading up to get Kyler Murray? In what world do they have the capital to do so? Again, we just talked about it last week being the anniversary of uh, Ricky, them trading their entire draft up to get Ricky Williams. And. That was only moving up a handful of spots, you know. I don't think it costs it would cost that any more to move up, but it is very hard to move up in the draft. There's a reason why you're drafting where you are. You put yourself in the situation one by winning a lot of games, but two also by trading away a lot of your draft picks. So again, this is a year I think the Saints just need to sit sit pat, and you know, again, if there's not a guy they really absolutely love, because I have to keep reiterating this to reiterating this to really set home with, with the fans. 61 players are going to be selected before the Saints pick a guy in this draft. And after that, another 106 players are going to go off the board before the Saints pick again. That is insane. It sucks from, you know, if you're a scout in that room, you're just going to be like, you know, sweating and just, God, that guy, I had that guy. That You know, I looked into this kid or studied this kid for, for hours, and he's gone. I mean, it's going to suck watching all these guys you've scouted fly off the board, but that's the reality of the situation. Again, that's why I say if there's a guy, if there's not a guy you absolutely love at 62, I say this is a year to trade back. With not having a third or a fourth rounder, if you can trade back into the early third and pick up a fourth rounder or pick up somebody, you know, pick up another draft pick, I would do it. I would do it just in case, just if there wasn't a guy you were in love, absolutely in love with with six, at sixty two. But they're not going to do that. There's going to be a guy that they love that's hanging around at forty or forty two, and they're going to trade next year's freaking second to go up and get him. You know that's going to happen as long as they don't trade next year's first. But again, I just feel like this is a year the Saints should just stand pat, sit where you are, unless, like I said, unless there was a guy that is just absolutely jumping out at you. You said, man, I had a top 15 grade on this guy, and he's still there at 45. Then, yes, go get him. It's Chris Gordy Show. Grab our last break of hour number one. Come back, wrap things up. Stay there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.